<laughs> well, I like that stuff. <laughs> sure, I add, keep that in there? I think you should keep that in there. Good morning, everybody, podcast listeners. <laughs> Welcome back to the Goalie Corner. We have Coach Lori here with Intermind Sports again. Today, we're going to kind of hit uh, hit a different kind of topic. We are going to focus on the parents. How can the parents help with the try process? And if you remember from last episode, the try process, we're talking about tryouts. We're dropping the word out. Pretty big step. Definitely a different philosophy than the social norm. But we want to help you stand out. This is the point of the podcast. This is the point of the, these two episodes. Lori, where do we start with such a broad topic of the parents? Well, we, we uh, would like to welcome parents uh, into the conversation because you're not only the person who knows your athlete, your child better than anybody on planet Earth. So you're, you're a very integral part, obviously, in how your child is developing, how they feel encouraged with that sport, how they can continue on. So Mike and I's role today, I think, um, for you is to give you a few tips that will probably create just smoother communication, but then also give you a higher level of enjoyment and understanding watching your athlete every day. So I think I'm going to start off by asking Mike, uh, it's more on a personal note for sure, but Mike is, you know, an NCAA champion. Mike, when you look back, what was the most positive things that your parents did for you as a tracker goaltender? We're going to use Mike's parents as an example of, quote unquote, the goalie parents. Um, what stands out in your mind, Mike, that your mom and dad did for you and stood behind you all the way? I think the best thing that they've done that they did for me was, yeah. was the support in the sense of, I remember from a young age, my dad said, I'll buy you the gear. I'll drive you to the rink, but anything like at the rink is it's all you. If you want to go make a team, I'll help you get to the tryout, but it's what you deliver. I'm not playing the political game. You need to make it. Or if you want to get traded or go somewhere, that's your decision. We'll ask why we'll play devil's advocate to make sure that you thought of thought the whole thing through, but we will support you at the end of the day. So that's what we call unconditional love and support. And I think Mike is a person he is today because his parents let him make the decisions. So if you're listening as a family, as a group, or just a parent yourself, I have a few words of wisdom after 40 years and helping and supporting and facilitating families. We have a lot of family counseling and family discussions in mental sport so that everybody seems to be slightly on the same page. Here's really point number one that's significant. Your child's brain, we always say, is a computer in neuroscience. And we've mentioned that to you. And the brain develops parents from the back to the front. It's the front area that in science we're the most concerned about because that is where your child is going to make decisions for themselves from zero to whenever they stop making decisions. 
it does not develop if you're going to do everything for your child. And I can tell you the difference between one athlete and another making a team is that their parents have allowed them to make decisions in concert with their parents' thoughts. But you cannot make the decisions for them and you cannot stop and track the puck for them. So we are prefrontal lobe brain developers. Wow, that sounds like crazy stuff when it comes to hockey. You're like, well, I just want my kid to get in there and have fun and stop the puck. But we're, we're more about what is the development of your child as a human being. So sport and school must come together. And if you allow your child's opinion and you're a careful listener to your child, you stop telling them, telling them, telling them. Parents out there are, this is a really interesting example. Are you sick and tired of telling your kid to clean his room or to clean their room? Because you're going to say that over and over and over again to them. But if you say, what are your thoughts about cleaning your room? They'll say, well, I don't want to do it today. But you know your room has to be clean. Your child might say, yeah, sometime. So you're giving them the responsibility to do it on their own scheduled time, but you give them the expectation that needs to be done. That's what we call front brain learning. And trackers, goaltenders, need that every day. So instead of you packing the hockey bag, that's a no-go situation. You making the peanut butter sandwiches, these people need to get in the kitchen and cook for themselves. You doing the laundry every day, they need to be shown how to do it. So we're not just talking about your child making a team, we're talking about their whole development. So Mike's gonna jump in here and give a comment to that, Mike. The, freedom that the tracker goaltender has of making their own decisions. I like what you're saying about it is away from the rink uh, the, where we want to develop. Obviously, as a goalie coach, I want the development on the ice, but a lot more development can be done off the ice and brought to the rink. And it okay. does start with the small things, right? We hear the military guys, just make your bed. As soon as you wake up, make your bed in the morning. You've just completed a task. You're kind of leading the day off on a positive note. For sure. Right? I think everything else kind of falls underneath those sort of lines. Are you hungry? Well, don't wait for someone to make you something. Go make something. Correct. Right? Don't just go to the snack drawer or cupboard and pull out a bag of chips go make a sandwich, go make an egg, whatever. Mm -hmm. The more time and effort you put into it, the better the result's going to be. The easier that process is going to be when you yeah, get older. We're giving parents, um, I think, a gr ground rules that the development of your athlete starts at home and it starts with the tasks that they do every day. And you could say, okay, well, wait a second. I, I want to be on this listening to this podcast to find out how my kid can have an advantage of making a team. Well, the advantage that they have is the parenting that goes on in your household each day, that they feel that they are, uh, a, there's a partnership between mom and dad. There's an ability for them to be listened to and to do the tasks for themselves. So that helps build their self-esteem and help, helps them make decisions way later on in life. So I want you to, as parents, know that you're investing 
in your child's brain function and you are your brain. So the more we can make that a healthy platform and landscape, the better that they will do on the try. So let's go to the try. How does your child make a team? <laughs> well, on their own, certainly. But then there is ways of them preparing better and you discussing it. The first thing is not to keep saying out loud at home, Joshua has got a Bantam AAA try. Okay, well, tryout. Joshua's got tryouts. And Joshua's listening in the background and he's continually understanding that you're talking about his tryout. Um, this puts a lot of pressure on athletes. Your role as a parent is to maybe not talk hockey at all. Talk about the things that your child likes doing. And it's not like you're trying to avoid the discussion, but you're not continually pounding it into this person's head that they have a tryout. A number of years ago, I heard, overheard a mother say to her child, you better do your 45 minutes stretching because you have a tryout. Well, first of all, if he has stretching to do, he needs to do the stretching on his own and he shouldn't be reminded to do it if he really wants to do well. Number two, he knows he has a try. So by you putting pressure on him to do the task is not healthy. So we would ask you to mark the try on a visual calendar, usually somewhere where you're all eating, <laughs> and then just leave it so that that's visual for the family, that the try is a certain date and time, and then leave it out of the rest of the discussion. They already know the second thing, parents, I know that you have in mind that you only want your child safe, you want them doing something they love to do, and you also want them to do well. There's not a parent alive that doesn't want their child to make the team that they go out for, because I got to be frank with you, parents, you just don't want your child to be disappointed. And the disappointment comes when they don't make the team. Now, Mike, have you tried out for a team and not made it? Absolutely. Okay. So how did your parents react to that? Oh, it was a, it was a long, long time ago. Um, yeah. Cause you made all the teams really that you tried for. Well, Maybe no, I, I didn't uh, oh. to be, to be fair. <laughs> okay, um, I've never made a junior A team out of a tryout camp or a try camp. Okay. Uh, I think. My dad's very level-headed, and so he would give me, say we were in, I don't know, Merritt or Salmon Arm. It's an hour and a half drive home, maybe two hours. He would let me be kind of quiet by myself for that first hour, and then he would just start asking me, like, did they give you any advice? Did they what did you learn from it kind of thing he was more on breaking it down what did i do well what was tricky in the sense of maybe i was so so at it and then what's kind of a pay attention to where okay, well, this is good parenting mike so i'm gonna jump in here because this is a real uh, teaching and learning moment for us all as adults there's a thing called open questions and when your athlete's given an open question, you're not telling them what to do. You're getting their thinker to think. So you ask an open question, 
Mike, what was the best part of the try for you? Mike, how did you feel that you did in the second period of the red and white game? Um, you're asking that athlete for their opinion and you're asking it in a way that is respectful. We know that the ride home can be very positive if people will give the athlete space. That's one thing, give your child space to recover, put the stuff in the car. Maybe yes, maybe you're a wonderful parent who might have a snack in the back, just let them eat, water bottle and relax with some good music. And then as the music gets turned down, you may say, um, out of that experience or opportunity, how, how did you feel about today? Open question. Uh, I noticed when you were doing this, it looked like this. How do you feel about that? So yes, you might have to play a little bit of that parent psychologist for a while by asking open questions and getting responses, but you're showing your athlete child uh, respect when you do that. Because once again, parents, it's not your net. It's not the pucks that are saved by you. It's the opportunity for them to go in there and do that. We have an era of kids comparing themselves to another kid. So that's the only part I'd have you as parents do is jump in and avoid those discussions. And your tracker goaltender that they're a unique person and that they shouldn't be comparing themselves to anybody else. I always say in goaltending, your child will land where they're supposed to land. And that means that they have an opportunity to show their skills and whatever team that they make, uh, that's good enough. And that they have a net that they can track pucks in, that's wonderful. When parents are a little bit distraught, I always tell them, part of my career is with people who have major disabilities. So maybe they can't see, Maybe they can't walk, maybe they can't hear, maybe they're playing sledge hockey. So let's remind parents, is your child healthy? Yes. Are they upright in the net? Yes. Do they have the ability to save pucks? Yes. Well, your child is a miracle. Your child is healthy and strong and fit. So we want to have fun, but parents, you know out there as listeners, you're competitive. Some of you probably are ex-athletes or former athletes yourselves. So we, we, don't do any, we don't have any advantage by making the try a pressure cooker. Ask open questions on the morning of the try. Be open in your discussions of listening to what your athlete wants. Allow them to put out those earbuds on or headphones and maybe they're listening to music the whole entire time. And I love what one mom did last week in a development camp. She said, I love you do your best, have fun, and do your job. I love that last one. Mike, can you make a comment on that? <laughs> I think it's pretty cool in the sense that the mom is reassuring her son or daughter, like you are loved and everything else. And now it's your time to take over okay i got you here we got everything ready it's your turn yes and believe it or not parents that showcase for that young man went super well because he knew that somebody was supporting him moms out there you know that you know your child better than anyone on planet earth so he felt supported 
he felt respected, he felt listened to, and then she said, and here's maybe the kicker, the end point was, do your job. In other words, he knows that his primary job is tracking facts. And she just, it was almost a, a firm command at the end that I am your mom, uh, I'm here to support you, but you know your job, go out and do it. So it was almost like her, her cheering and her encouraging. So I think if I gave this to you in a step-by-step -step as a parent, please just post a sign on the fridge that says the date of the tryout in time. Please allow your child to have an open question discussion if they choose to speak with you. Know that your child, if they make a net, then they've, they've done their job. So remove the triple A's and double A's. Have to be a little bit more severe on parents who would like to brag about their child making the top team, just as you're bragging about that some young man or some young girl has not made the team and there is a high level of disappointment. Mike and I as trainers and coaches will allow our athletes to be disappointed for 24 hours and then it's go time. That means we have to get back in the saddle and get going and start training and being a part of it again. So parents don't allow for your child to sit around and mope for weeks on end and complain that they didn't make a team. Remind them that they made a team. And even if it's a team at a lower developmental level, they can be the star and number one goalie for that team. They have a role to lead that team to victory and success no matter what. Um, so I would strongly encourage you to do that. But if you've got a pen and paper or you're listening in the car, you're driving, I have one thing I want you to write down. And then Mike's gonna jump into the discussion. Um, when your child is talking about anything that they're doing, your athlete tracker for the try, I want you to, after they've vented in any way, their joy, their happiness, their defeat, their anxiousness, um, and they're talking to you and pouring their heart out, here's what I want you to say to them right to their face. What's your plan? So Joshua, Tim, Timmy, Betty, whoever has fired off and la, 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 mom and dad, then you springboard back to a title of what's your plan? What's your plan then? And allow them to solve and make the solution. And if they say, I don't have a plan, I'm so upset, I tried so hard, blah, blah, blah. They're still gonna go on and on for a while, let them vent. Then you say, I still would like to know what your plan is. What are you going to do? What's the next step forward? That's highly critical parents because you, you're again putting it back on them. They're a tracker who owns a net and is doing has a relationship with a hockey puck. So they have to solve. They may say, I don't know, and go in their room and slam the door for a while. And that's where you give them a timeout. That's where you give them breathing space. As soon as they come back in the kitchen or the backyard again, then you strongly encourage them by saying, I heard everything you had to say, but what's your plan? Also, when it comes to them making a team and they're excited and having so much fun, that's the time instead of you picking up the phone and phoning grandpa and grandma, they need to pick up the phone and say, grandma, 
I, I made this team and we're called the Rockets and I'm going to be so excited for you to come out. Allow your child to report if they've made a team to aunts, uncles, the neighbor next door or whatever, because they made the team, not you. They made the team. Yes, you're paying the bills. It's a very expensive sport, as you know, um, but they're the ones that, that should have the pride point. So I hope that helps you a bit as a parent. What's your plan? Let them report out either way of how they did. Now, Mike, that was a long discussion from Coach Lori, but I know you have some tips of what you'd like to see with your trackers of how they can stand out to make a team. Maybe we should go there for a little bit. For me, it's just preparation, 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 preparation. Um, and I do think the parents play a, a healthy role in that. Yes. In the sense of when the tracker, maybe they're 13 years old. Yeah. And they, they'd worked hard all week and now it's the weekend or it's Sunday or Monday the next week and their body's still a little sore. Yeah, I think the parents could ask like an open question. Oh, well, what did you do? What are you going to do today to help the process get to where you want to go? Yeah, because a large part of preparation is the body repair is maintenance is recovery. Mm -hmm. and it's not just sitting saying I'm going to veg out for six hours, play video games, watch TV and just sit here, recover. That's not recovering, right? Go out yeah. on your bike, go for a walk, do a less intense exercise or workout, and then a nice long stretch, yoga, mobility, anything like that. Or maybe the parent asks, how can I help you today? Maybe it's, yeah. throw, maybe it's throw a ball, right? I used to have my girlfriend in Calgary throw uh, playing cards and yeah. I'd have to read out the card number or the suit or the color <laughs> yeah, I would yeah so I was trying to analyze it that's something that I could probably do on my own but it's more fun doing something yeah I, I love that there's a couple of things your athlete is going to do a lot to get ready and um, I, I would avoid things like this so are you ready? Question mark the day of the try. Well, of course they're ready. They've done everything that they can at this point. So that's why this mom was saying, you know, I love you unconditionally have fun, do your job because there's nothing that can be done at that point. You've got to go out and show your stuff. Um, here's another tip that just comes to mind. I'm just going off the top of my head now because um, we don't have a script this morning. These podcasts are real discussions with Mike and I. We don't try to follow the script. We just want to give you what's from our heart and our experience. And one that I really feel um, strongly about is a parent who is overly nervous themselves as an individual for your child. I, I really want you to know that your nervousness or your hyperactivity or your aggressive behavior towards the try really affects your child's performance. So ideally we would 
like his parents, that you stay as intensely calm as you can. That even if you have nervousness, you don't show that until your athlete goes in the locker room and you're up in the stands. If you have to pace up and down, have a coffee, sit along um, the sidelines yourself. If you're not a, I'm at the glass with my nose on my, the glass parent, then so be it. Um, but never show your intense nervousness in front of your child, if possible. Um, we talk about positive intent in sport, that that means that if you truly believe your child will do their best, they will land where they're supposed to land. And there's nothing that you can do to make the process different. But you can be different in your own personality of being amazingly calm, if possible. So I'm sure that if there was an urgent situation, you would want your family to stay calm so they can think properly. And that's as coaches, that's what we would ask of you as parents. The other thing is the parent brag board. Um, so the parents that go out in the lobby and they brag about how their kid did and my kid and this kid, I would just offer this up to you. Um, and thank goodness we have COV-19 protocols that we learned from, is that you have to stay in the parking lot. <laughs> so leave your discussion for when your son or daughter comes out of that arena. Your focus is on them. Yes, it's nice to have a parent chat with somebody that's familiar to you, but please avoid the lobby and the parent chatter. Um, I would expect that you need a breather after your child is finished their try. Collect your thoughts of what you thought that they did in a positive way and stay with that level of positivity and say um, to, your, to your child, uh, great, great job. Um, I got a Subway sandwich for you in the back. Uh, take your time to recover, right? And that's your, that's your job. We have had parent discussions before about parents who will jump in and tell their child everything that they did wrong. Um, I'm really open with you to tell you that, that you're on the wrong page. Your child has done their best. They smack their stick down and say, I blew it, let all these pucks in. I've got to tell you that evaluators don't really care how many pucks your kid lets in. They care about your child's movement. They have a checklist that talks about how they move, what their post work was, how they skate, what the butterfly style is, what the speed and reaction time is. Mike and I have both been evaluators. We know what we're looking for. And I don't track pucks that are going in. I track how the, how the individual, their body language after they've been scored on, I track that but I don't track that all of a sudden it was a two-on-one and you let it in up and over your shoulder. There's no way, no how. So what I'm getting at is that you need to stay out of the parent politics and the parent emotion that builds up on a try. When you think about a hockey team roster and 19 Bantams making the team, there'll be only two spots to maybe three spots that is a goaltending spot. So you know that your child is in a narrow choice selection and therefore by making the team is a great accomplishment, but there'll always be another team. So there's coach Lori firing off. And I, I have to tell you these things because Mike and I have witnessed this and I've witnessed this for 40 years. Um, 
Mike, how do you want parents to act after the try is over? <laughs> That's a loaded question. I yeah. want to bring it back for just a, a quick second, though. The list that you kind of went off on with what the evaluators yeah. are looking for, we're also kind of looking for coachability. Can we have a conversation? Is uh, the, the goalie, the tracker present in a conversation? Or no is he off thinking about something else? Mm -hmm. Right. The saves will come. The over the shot uh, save, we can teach that. It's yeah. hard to teach coachability. It's hard to teach discipline or just keeping yourself accountable for. And that does start at home, right? Making your bed, cleaning your room, having your own responsibilities. Yeah. How do I want parents to act after tryouts? Great question. Mm -hmm. I would say if the tracker made the team they were going for, be excited, be that cheerleader. Um, I, um, yeah. Be like, well, just live in the moment with them, right? Yeah. You did it. You worked so hard. Awesome. Right. But then tomorrow you got to start again. Yeah. It's, it's very much like the police officer making uh, the force and then they just go and sit in the squad car. Okay. The hard work is done for the try. That's the exciting time of just preparing and getting ready, having the opportunity to know what you can do. Wherever the cards fall, they fall. And there will be disappointments where you think your child played 10 times better than another person, but that person was taken for whatever advantage. We can never understand the eyes of the evaluator or the coaching staff. And this is why I'd love for all of you to understand that your child will land where they're going to land. But here would be the great disappointment if your child doesn't make a net at all. Maybe they will not make minor hockey and they have to go to rec hockey. But when you verbalize it, like you have to go, my kid had to go down to rec. Well, it's not down. It's not up and down a ladder. It's making a net. And when your child makes a net, that means that you are the perfect cheerleader for the year to go and cheer on that team. If you didn't know their team name or level or development, and you could just watch them for the pure pleasure of playing a sport, then you wouldn't judge them. But we judge based on their quote unquote hockey resume. And I will report that out to parents. It doesn't matter what level that your child plays at. If they truly are a tracker, they will advance and improve each season. Each season, they will go uh, further in their development. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where that lands. It just matters that they're healthy and strong. Where you really come in as a parent is to be a little bit of an injury cop. So that means that you want to prevent your child from being injured. So that is the reminders perhaps of the daily stretching because you're stretching with them. Hey, Josh, do you want me to stretch with you today? Um, maybe your child says, mom, dad, do you want to come out for a jog with me? Well, then go. Um, you know, it's your participation. And when they see you active and investing in their game, that makes it all the more fun. I've got a family right now that's just going out to their trailer every weekend and their mom just plays wall ball. 
and they just play it as a game and she's active and she's ready to do that. So investing in them is investing in yourself as well. So parents, we're looking for a really calm person that goes to the arena, not comparing your child to anybody else, not getting overly excited when you see your child's name. Uh, you can get excited uh, out in the car, but you doing this jumping up and down and screaming and hollering, I made it, I made it, when another child's standing there looking at the list and they didn't make it, super harsh, super, super terrible for that person to know that they did not make that team at that time. Um, you're the person who is allowing for brain development in the front of the head because you're saying, yes, you can make those decisions. Yes, making your bed is a decision for yourself, but when they're doing it, then you just praise them for making your bed. I see you made your bed this morning and it's just awesome. I see that you are already ready and packed by the door. You're amazing, great organization. So we know in our developmental research, a parent that is completely positive with their child and consistent with their child each day adds to healthy growth and development. So you've got, there's no manual for parenting. There's no way of doing this. And as adults, you don't wanna to be told what to do. So we know that we're giving you tips today of things that we've seen before in the past that do not work and things that work extremely well. So I hope that you'll continue to listen to these podcasts because we are talking to your athlete, but we're also talking to you. So one of the things that you can do is backlog some of these OSG podcasts with Mike and listen to what the other tracker goaltenders are talking about. It's as much an education for you in the net as it is for your child and family member. So I'm not sure uh, what else to tell you other than positivity and consistency counts. We wish your athlete all the best for the try. Um, in our podcast, we're giving them tips of how to stand out a little bit, but your role is to be um, a parent that loves them unconditionally and supports them in a way that you help them make decisions. I, I can't emphasize that enough. So. You've got a tough job. And instead of rolling your eyes and saying, I'm the goalie parent, I'm a goalie mom or a goalie dad, say, I have an amazing athlete who likes to track pucks. And your child is, should not be described as a weird goaltender, eccentric person with superstitions. You have to realize that your child has 132 IQ or higher as a tracker. That's why they're in there. It's a mathematical, statistical game. And the more logic you use to this, the better off you will be health-wise. And when your child has gotten lit up and the score is 10 to one, and they've allowed 10 pucks to go into that net somehow, there's no way that you need to dissect that game. There's no way. That's a game that you leave alone, you walk away from and say, I'm sure that's going to improve the next time you go in. You have another opportunity to make this happen. So don't judge because <laughs> you're not in there and you don't know how hard it is to keep focused for 60 minutes. But we salute you as parents because this is a unique position and you are a unique parent who has allowed your child to have this opportunity. And we can't thank you enough for all your support 
your logic, your finances, your ability to get there on time. Um, I just salute you and I really know that you're going to have a positive season. Mike and I are here to answer any of your questions. You can send us an email at any time as a parent and we'll send you a response back. And that's, there's no price tag on that for us giving information that's personally to you as a parent. So Mike, I think that's the way we're going to kind of end the podcast, but Michael's likes to wrap this up with a, with some words of wisdom. Any summary from you, Mike? I think the best summary I could do or have is I I don't want to put anyone on the spot. And it's for me, it's kind of a weird subject to talk about parenting, but Mm -hmm. just remember that you're the goal is always watching what you're doing, how you're behaving to news and everything like that. And they're, they're learning from that. So if something COVID related happens again and uh, a rink shuts down and you lose your cool, right? You can't blow your lid. Then the goalie, the tracker is going to see that, learn from it. And whenever they kind of get news that they don't want to hear, they're going to blow up and lose their lid as well. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a, a humbling or grounding thing where Sometimes people just need that reminder of, okay, I, I'm being watched. And, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if I come home from work and I'm tired. They're excited to probably have you home and they're watching how you act after work. If you act tired all the time, well, when they start working or when they have a long day, every time they come home, they're just going to go sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. so yeah. I think it's one of those moments where just a reminder they're learning from you right that's that's what they're supposed to do yeah I would I would uh, encourage that discussion and then I think if I'm not going too too far into your parent your personal parent world I would strongly suggest that you're your mental health and your habits and behaviors can can be supported by good counseling as well. There's a lot of times that parents will avoid going to a counselor when I have advised that they they need to. There's at times when you need to work on yourself as a person and it's not easy taking a working role, a parenting role, a household role, a sports mom and dad role, you are busy and you have a lot of pressure on you. So um, from my desk as a mental trainer, I would encourage you to get um, into some type or level of counseling in which you can talk about how you're doing. And the family dynamics of communications and the healthiness of your family and your marriage and how everybody communicates um, is really vital. So we're opening up the lid on mental health And we're telling you that you can get support if you need support. And don't think that you need to be a perfect parent because there's no such thing. You're going to make mistakes as your parents did. But please try to avoid parenting the way your parents did unless it's positive. Your parents were always yelling at you all the time. That doesn't mean that you have jurisdiction to yell at your child. 
these are technology natives now. So the parenting is different and the way they learn is different. And so you as a parent need to adjust and change. Just know that we're here to encourage you and not, not judge you. We want you to get counseling if you need counseling. We want you to be open with your discussions. And we're here to support that part of you as a goalie tracker parent. We're just here for you. So we wish you the best of this particular season. Wherever your child lands, they'll land. And Mike and I will be cheering them on from the sidelines. Awesome. Thank you for jumping on again, Coach Lori. Thank you. I'm very excited to see you Sunday for our mental training session, preventing mental and physical injury. It's going to be amazing. We have our friend Karen Tom that will jump on from New Jersey, New York. And we have a, a group of experts, as they say, to talk about how to prevent mental injury and how to prevent physical injury. So, yes, I hope you join us for that. Awesome. Have a good day. Take care.